top local story and in-depth for you now. Each day we see the number of Florida deaths climb. This morning at least 23 people have have died, six uh, in the northeast Florida area. That number actually hasn't changed since yesterday. Governor Ron DeSantis saying in his briefing yesterday afternoon here on WOKB that even with expanded testing, there's been an increase in available bed space at hospitals across the state. We wanted to see what the story was looking like here in northeast Florida. And on top of the news yesterday where we had all of the local hospitals say that they are coming together in kind of partnership to ensure that they have the vital resources available. We're taking you in depth now on the story and availability of those bed spaces at places like UF Health Jacksonville. The CEO of UF Health Jacksonville, Dr. Leon Haley, joins me. Good morning and thank you for taking time out in your busy day to talk with us for a few minutes. What is the story in terms of available bed space at UF Health? Good morning, and thank you for allowing me to speak this morning. Yes, we're we're doing okay right now. I think we have plenty of base space. I'm actually looking at our sort of daily census, and probably because of the virus, we're a little lighter than usual with some of our other volumes. So we certainly have the capacity. Um, like I said, we we uh, we have a conversation with the CEOs of the hospitals, so we're all monitoring our capacity on a daily basis. Yeah, the statement that came from all of the institutions, Mayo and Baptist, St. Vincent's, Orange Park Medical Center, Memorial, and of course, uh, of course, UF Health Jacksonville yesterday indicated that y'all are preparing for a surge. What does that look like? What do the preparations look like? And do you even know when the surge is coming? We have projections on the surge. We're all using a predictive analysis tool from the University of Pennsylvania, which would suggest that the next 10 to 15 days are a big part of when we might see that surge. Now, remember, that, uh, that's assuming nothing happens, that's assuming mitigation doesn't work. So preparation for us means making sure we've got all the available bed space. We've identified certain units in our hospital that will be the COVID unit where we'll take care of our patients. We'll have a set of staff that will be designated to take care of them primarily. Um, we've got the right equipment. So for us, it's making sure we know where patients will go, if it gets worse, where the next group goes, where the next group goes. So that's what me and most of my colleagues across the city are doing. Is there a census, a total number of beds across all the hospitals in the area? Are we talking many thousands? Um, there is a census. I can't tell you what it is off the top of my head, but you know, between all of the hospitals, yes, we've got several thousand. How many of them are available? Remember, that changes on a daily basis because you have new patients that come in, new patients that go out. Um, so we monitor that on a daily basis. But remember, you know, this is the type of disease where it almost doesn't matter because we will expand as needed to take care of the patients. And part of that expansion could potentially be, and it's one reason why the preparations have been made for a potential federal site at the Prime Osborne Convention Center. What sort of resources are, are you working with at that, knowing that it's just being done as a precaution at this point? Yes, it's just as a precaution, but you always want to have alternate sites, right? And and that may be, we'd have to decide ultimately, are those for mild COVID patients or are those for actually other patients that would normally be in the hospital? Um, so we work closely with the city. The city hasn't come up exactly with a staffing plan just yet, but we'll be part of that equation and work with them on nursing and physician and other technical support. It's 8.03. We're speaking live with Dr. Leon Haley, the CEO of UF Health Jacksonville, and uh, kind of going out of our normal routine here at the top of the hour because of uh, the commitment that Dr. Haley has to stay in touch with his uh, colleagues across the area. And I think you have an 815 call, so I want to be really um, um, mindful of the time. I do want to ask a couple more questions on the personal protective equipment. Where are you at with like the N95 masks and some of the other PPEs that we hear so much about? Do you have an abundant amount of supply? Are you running short? Where do you stand? 
we have enough for based upon where we project our volume to be right this minute. Um, we have several orders in place. Uh, actually, another thing that we've worked collectively with the other CEOs, and so we've partnered together to buy supplies from the state or other vendors. Um, we also work very closely with our colleagues in the University of Florida in Gainesville, and so collectively we're trying to get as many as we can in anticipation of a surge. But right now, today, we're just fine. Okay, so what are the needs now as we look on this Thursday, March 26th, and the 10 to 15 day window being really important and imperative? What do you look at and what do you want to make sure that the community understands about the needs in our community uh, for this anticipated surge? What I want the community really to understand is to continue to practice the social physical distancing, right? That will make a difference because that will help us from a hospital perspective to continue to blunt the curve of potential patients that are coming in. So it, I, I get it. It's totally a burden. It has an economic impact. But the more people can follow the directions and stay at home as much as possible, um, you know, practice the social distancing, that will help us. For our standpoint, there are a number of volunteer activities that people have been doing to help us and other hospitals in terms of helping us make masks for patients, um, delivering food. I think those are all very helpful things. But the biggest thing the community can do is really sort of follow those directions around the social distancing and washing their hands. Absolutely critical. I mean, you can't just let up on that. Depending on the source of news that you turn to, uh, the situations within hospitals in places like New York and even overseas in China and in Italy has been just heartbreaking and devastating. We can't walk through the doors of Shands to get or UF Health Jacksonville. Those of us who have lived here long enough always call it Shands. I know, Dr. Haley. I understand. Can you walk us through how is is the staff doing, staff resources uh, available in our community where we stand now, and how do you kind of ensure that that is at a high level in the next couple of weeks? Well, like I said, we're on our way to try and get as many resources as we can because, again, we don't know exactly what's coming. You know, some of our projections, you know, best-case scenario, it's bad. Worst-case scenario, it's horrible. It's kind of what you're seeing in New York. So all the hospitals are trying to get as many pieces of equipment as they can, get as many ventilators. We do a sort of analysis check every day. Those are important. I think our staff are doing great um, right now. I mean, obviously, they're stressed. They've got their personal lives to worry about as well. Um, but they've really come together to be supportive of each other and supportive of the community, and I think we're seeing that across the entire city. So, you know, great shout-out to all of our first-line workers, shout-out to other first responders in the community because they're all putting their lives on the line, and uh, we we just need to be thankful for them. So anything the community can do to support that group of individuals would also be greatly appreciated. What uh, Can you give a, a big picture of when we see these numbers come from the Florida Department of Health on cases and deaths? We don't really know a whole lot about individuals. There are so many guidelines, federal HIPAA guidelines that are in place that kind of prevent the the release of the information that you can probably understand the community wants to know, but that you really can't release. Correct. You know, I think the other thing I want to emphasize with the community is don't get lulled into some of the original, you know, information that came out that said, you know, the people we worry about are people who are older than 70, older than 65. That's a target group. You know, what you're starting to see in New York and other cities is it is a younger population. So people in their 30s, 40s, 50s um, are being infected and, and dying just as much as everybody else. So I want people to not get lulled into sleep to thinking, well, it's just the older folks, elderly we need to worry about. It's really everybody, which is again, why the social distancing, hard hand washing becomes important for everybody. Dr. Leon Haley is the CEO of UF Health Jacksonville. I know you have that call that you have to hit at 815. I sincerely appreciate your time. Is there anything else you want to make sure you pass along in terms of a need that you all have in the medical community or any other piece of information you want people to be aware of? No, I just think, again, you know, practicing that distance is important. Know that the hospitals continue to prepare. We work together. 
daily basis, having conversations with us. We work very closely with the mayor's office and the emergency operations center. So we're doing as much as we can to be as coordinated as possible for what might happen. And so we just want to make sure we're as ready for this community as possible. Keep this line uh, uh, handy, Dr. Haley, and you can call anytime. We'll stop down and we'll make sure that we get you on and others in our um, great uh, facilities uh, from Mayo to Baptist to St. Vincent's and Memorial and everyone, Orange Park Medical Center, everyone uh, across the area. We're all in this together. So thank you very much for the time. All right. Take take care. I appreciate it. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 